It is the Frank and Friends show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Friends. Actually, I'm, I'm Abby McCullough. <laughs> you are my friend, and you've been my friend for a very long time. That's true. Delighted that you're here. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. I was just think, thinking the other day that we, we don't have enough uh, Abby on the show. That's true. Because we've had zero so far, and now we've got some. So that means your Avi has increased by 100%. So it's, good for you. Yeah, we just added to the stack. So I was just thinking right before we came on that if I can get even one-tenth of your uh, fanatic uh, expensive watch fans that you used to have from the shopping networks to tune in, then I'll be like, go viral. It would be uh, huge. There are a lot of watch collectors <laughs> out there. Avi used to sell watches on Shop NBC. You'd have to fly to Minnesota for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That must have been brutal. It, honestly, the flying was great. It was there was one month in particular where I think I spent four days at home, and they weren't consecutive days. That part was brutal. So oh my gosh! <laughs> I would have two sets of luggage, two sets of clothing because there wasn't time to unpack one. You know, but oh, time wow. unpacked another. So oh wow! Well, welcome to the podcast, Ponderosa. Thank you. You're uh, you're here. We've got, of course, our uh, Frank and Friends merchandise. I love to show off the soft, luxurious beach towel. Oh, this is plush with the plush uh, logo on there. You can enjoy that. You can get this on our website, frankandfriendsshow.com backslash store. Frank, and this you, is a really nice towel. I know. I'm, it's from, uh, there's you. a company called Teespring that makes these things. And they made um, they made the mugs. And, I mean, there's all sorts. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff on the store. You can get t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and um, drinkware, pint glasses. So that's one of the things I'm hoping to do is sell more merch so that I can take the uh, the small profit that you make from it. And just use it to buy more merch. I'm just going to reinvest yeah, it into the show. Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, investing in the show, we made it to 700 subscribers on YouTube, which is huge. Round of applause. We need 1,000 because you get to 1,000 and then you can start doing things. You can add a merchandise shelf to your YouTube. You can start maybe going live. Uh, you can maybe start monetizing. You can do things. So if you can help us, I think go yesterday, or not yesterday, job. Tuesday, Jeff Detro was here, Hall of Fame radio disc jockey Jeff Detro, and he said, uh, "Here's our goal: a thousand subscribers by Christmas." I'm trying to do his beautiful voice, but I don't think I can do it. Yeah. A thousand by Christmas, and I think that's reasonable. I think so too. I, I think you could do it before Christmas. Yeah, personally. I mean, we made it to seven. It's been less than two years to get to 700. It's yeah. we're at um, what would it be? You've got kids. What's a month less than two years? Twenty-three months, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how long. It's taken us to get to 700 subscribers. But I feel like it's a snowball thing, right? So, yeah. like, the snowball starts little, and then once you get it in the mountaintop, it's like, oh, it's <gasps> oh what an analogy. Right? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> so, Only you 1,500, go... 2,000 in the back. So, subscribe on YouTube, smash that button. If you want to very gently and lightly for Renee, who's uh, bell sensitive, uh, smash the button for notifications. Like that. It was practically that. Covered my mic for you, Renee. It's practically that creepy talking that people do. AMS ASMR ASMR yeah. I, that grosses me out I, I, I can't handle it can't handle it it's too much it makes my ears hurt you Abby are here during fig season yes do you enjoy a fig I love a fig because um, figs grow mainly in, mainly in tropical climates and I just I think of you as you know exotic I am tropical that's for sure so, I. Um, I saw a meme the other day that said, you know, if you keep the house above 72, don't invite me to your terrarium, you know, kind of a thing. I'm that person. So, oh, no, really? Yeah, I know. Well, I feel like air conditioning is so cold. I always have to dress for wintertime. Well, uh, then if it gets too cold, let me know and I will adjust it because I deliberately dropped it down a few degrees because I've had um, guest co-hosts who were having hot flashes and... 
<laughs> I, not that old, Frank. No, no, I'm not, it wasn't you, obviously. <laughs> so I had set that down for them. No, um, I personally get hot just setting up all the stuff because oh, I've yeah. got on, you know, one, two, three, four extra lights that I wouldn't necessarily have on. When I'm, when I'm over there doing the radio show for Lake FM, I turn off all the lights. Yeah. And I just, and sometimes I still get too hot and I end up, you know, trying to, you know, wear, strip down to sometimes, well, I can't, let's not talk about that. <laughs> This is a different show Because it's together. radio and it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. Well, so to your point, I am much like a fig. I enjoy the heat. I enjoy uh, tropical oh, Well, that's a good point about the figs. They do like it hot and they like it sunny. So you, I, you can't really see that I've got an unusual floral arrangement. I've got my normal um, succulent from the funeral bouquet that uh, uh, I've mentioned a few times. That's from, it's been two years since my mother passed, but I got that flower mm-hmm. and I managed to keep it alive. So, you know. Thumbs up. Well, uh, these are these are figs, which are also flowers. Did you know that? I did not. Figs are not fruits. They're technically flowers. So why do I have this weird-looking monstrosity of a floral arrangement? Well, it's mainly because of this one right here. I had an accident when picking figs, and it happens frequently, is, is you pull down on a branch to get that perfect fig that you think is so great, and the branch just snaps off in oh, your hand. Oh, no. So this particular branch was loaded and so I chopped it up into pieces, and I put them in water. And and this one, this big, this one here, is plumping up and starting to turn color. So I'm thinking my plan that they're just flowers, let them bloom, might work. And what's the worst that'll happen? Yeah, is nothing. And then I just take all the sticks and I bury them and, and grow new fig trees from them. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Sustainability. Yeah. So this is why this is why this has been added into the you know back here with poor old Mo. Uh, I feel like my, uh, I have two sons, they're almost two and almost four. I feel like they're going to be traumatized by figs because I've lied to them about figs. Do you just give them fig newtons? Because that's, that's okay. a bad representation. I mean, it, uh, somebody... It is. No, this is, this is like a, a natural brand of a fig bar, right? So, oh, like you get it. I've seen those. Yeah, they're at, organic. Like, um, I know it's a bad representation, but, but here's, here's where the lie comes in, okay? I call them Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Because I don't let my kids have Pop-Tarts. And at some point, they had one, and they were young enough to where I could kind of divert them. So now when they ask for a Pop-Tart at home, they get a fig bar. And so I feel like there's going to be some like deep-seated psychological trauma affiliated with figs because of this. Well, just call them Pops. <laughs> call them Pops. <laughs> I could, yeah. So I, I, would, you, would you like a fig? I would love one. Because I have um, some that I've picked. Uh, look at this bowl of figs that I've picked. Do you realize I've never even seen one in person? Wait a second. I'm not done yet. Oh, in case you want one from this bowl, you oh, could also so weird. You could have one from that well, bowl. I don't, I don't know how to pick a good one. Well, hang on a second. Because you also could maybe pick one from this bowl yes. if you want. So this is... Um, Franken figs. That's what it is. So I pick a lot of figs. And I've been um, picking about 60 a day uh, this first week of August. So there, each one's going to be a little different in flavor profile. What I would try is one that is dark mm-hmm. and tight, if you will. See, so like, like, oh, no, you should try that one too. Oh, okay. but I'm saying, uh, what, the, it's rain. It? No, that... no, it doesn't matter. I can wash them again. They're all going to get boiled. Okay. The ones we don't eat are going to get boiled and turned into jam. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Um, my point being that the ones that look kind of swollen and, and opening up. They've taken in a lot of rainwater, so they're going to be juicier, but not quite as intensely sweet. The ones so that one might might taste like a a sugar cube. 
Really? Well, try it. I mean, do I just like bite into it anywhere? I mean, if it were me, I would pop the whole thing in my mouth. But you can do anything you want. You just take take a bite. Take, actually, do take a bite. Okay, because that, that's because I want you to see the inside of the flower on the inside. Oh wow! Show that. You see how it's pink, and that's uh, and it's an inverted flower. So the flower is all inside, and. Um, and eventually, if you leave it on the tree and the birds don't eat it, it'll eventually just burst open and, and rot and let for the, uh, you know, for the bugs. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think of, and I, I like um, sugary oatmeal like with brown mm-hmm. sugar on it. So that's what I think of, is I think of like a really sweet brown sugar oatmeal. Because it's got the, the sweetness, but it's got that kind of odd soft, mushy texture of cooked oatmeal. You're not making it sound appealing. <laughs> oh. Soft, it's still, mushy. All right. <laughs> no, there is. It's like, it's like a fleshy yeah. kind of uh, fruit, and it is soft. I like the seeds. I like the crunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those uh, fig seeds will... Um, I mean, they're... Well, I was at a meeting uh, last night, and um, it was a nonprofit organization, right? And one of the, actually the chair lady of the organization was traveling. So she was going to be coming in on Zoom mm-hmm. and maybe one other member. But the rest of us are all sitting in the conference room and it's time for the meeting to start. So I bring in uh, a Tupperware of, I brought in about two dozen figs, figuring there's enough that should be more than enough for everyone in the room to get two. So um, I didn't bring in like the 60s, 60 pounds of figs like these. I'll leave them nearby in case you want more. You can feel free to grab some. But, um, so I brought in two dozen figs for everyone to have if they wanted. And I'm, I'm offering them up, but the lady on the Zoom, it's time for the meeting to start, right? Uh. So she starts saying, well, it's 6.01 p.m., we're going to call a meeting to order, and she's talking. But a guy that I'm sitting next to who's one of the senior members, and by that I mean, you know, he's older than me, um, and he's just, he's a lawyer, and he just starts telling me in his lawyer voice, you know about figs, don't you? You know they have a laxative effect, don't you? <laughs> I was in court one time, sitting there, eating figs, and we went into this hearing, two-and-a-half-hour hearing. No, I can't, I can't get up and leave. Oh my <laughs> and God. he's about to get... Um, he's at the cliffhanger point of here he is in court. He's been eating figs. The judge won't let him out of the room. And then I, I, I'm, my eyes go wide because the lady is really mad on the Zoom. Right. And I, I cast a glance over there, and he's like, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh. <laughs> I never heard the end of the story. You never did? Oh, my God. I can only imagine that uh, he was doing, you know, intestinal somersaults <laughs> because he ate too many figs. Yeah. Which is part of the reason I love them. You know, this is the only time of year that I can safely eat cheese. Oh. <laughs> because cheese, has the, cheese and figs see, have opposite effects on me. I was actually talking to somebody about um, taking probiotics. <laughs> His response was, let thy food be thy medicine. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. But I mean, it's, well, a, it's So a you're dating point. a medieval barber? I am. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, bearded and all. Well, I hope you like it. And okay, one, I'm going to try this one. This one it will be a little different. It'll be a little more, um, maybe a little less sweet because it's absorbed more rainwater. And it's maybe so, a little softer, to, possibly. The flavor, it tastes like something else, and I can't place it. Okay. Well, um, that's, I mean, this is one variety of figs. These are mm. called brown turkey figs, which are fairly a common, low, lower on the fig tier, if you will. Yeah. Because they grow easily in a climate like this where um, you don't have to 
be super tropical. You know, the the ones that would grow over in the Middle East or in Greece or you know, Mediterranean areas or in the tropics um, are more delicate and would die when it freezes. So there's a few that are cold hardy. That's this, me, by the way. I am that fig. You're cold hardy? No, I, I <laughs> oh. die, I oh, die when it freezes. <laughs> so this is one that would survive. So as a result, maybe you, you lose a little, but it's a great fig for boiling and making jam mm. because you add sugar. The recipe is three cups of figs, three cups of sugar, and a box of lemon jello. What happens if you don't add sugar? I don't know, uh, because even on fig preserves, you still add sugar, and it's just figs and sugar, and you boil it down until it's thick. We did that the other night, and we mm-hmm. failed miserably. What, how do you fail at that? Well, it was the first time. Someone sent us the recipe. I, did the, I, I put on Facebook that I was going to do the figs plus sugar plus lemon jello recipe, mm-hmm. and someone, an author, Renee Winchester, who's uh, over in North Carolina, and she's got a little farm, and she says, you can't do that, don't do that, I'm sending you a different recipe. So it was... Um, I think it was seven cups of figs, three cups of sugar, and the juice of a whole lemon. And you just boil it down until it gets to the right consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife and I didn't know what the right consistency was. Oh. So it, we think it looks good, but as soon as it cools, it turns into a rock. You know, we've got oh, basically no. made rock candy with figs in it. <laughs> so uh, we boiled too much water out of it. Because I was reading articles saying, okay. remember, these are loaded with water. you got to do something. you got to get the water out. Mm. So... Um, it's still with sugar, I don't know what would happen if you removed the sugar. I don't know. I'm I'm trying like to avoid processed sugars. I'm yeah, not, I mean they're I'm bad. Not necessarily it's clearly bad for you. It. Yeah, but I mean if they're already loaded in sugar, it's just a curiosity question. I just wonder if you yeah. can make it without like well, no sugar added fig jam. You know, there must be a way. Right, there has to be a way because, like you said, the figs are, are certainly sweet enough. I think, but they're also their season is so short. Yeah, you know, and they and they don't. Once you pick them, they stop ripening. They just start, they start dying. So uh, you've got to move them through pretty quick. I think that's why people make preserves. But you can, I think you can freeze them. I'm gonna try, I was going to try that. Mm-hmm. See if I can just freeze them whole yeah. and then see what happens when they thaw out. I mean, they might turn to mush. They might, I don't know. Could you make fruit leather with them? These are so many good questions. I have to look up. What is that? Um, okay, so... It's basically like the all-natural fruit roll-up, but oh. it's when, you know, like you, you puree a fruit and you lay it out on a cookie sheet, yeah, yeah. and then you bake it for X amount of time, I think usually at like 200 degrees for a long period of time. Well, it seems reasonable. And then it, it becomes this kind of leathery, Yeah. you know, you can cut it into strips for and kids it, or for a snack. Well, uh, you say it's a puree, though. Yeah. And it somehow sticks together when you cook it? Yeah, it, it like dehydrates it, yeah. but to the point where it's it becomes like a... A pliable kind of, they call it fruit leather, and that's a good name for it. So imagine like a soft beef jerky, but it's made out of fruit. I used to be in a band called Soft Beef Jerky. (laughs) 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 I'd actually pay money to see that. (laughs) I was watching um, Adam Ragusea, who's a YouTube chef, uh, the other day, and his current video was about taking peaches. He tried to smoke some peaches to see if he could preserve them that way, but mm-hmm. he was basically making beef jerky with a steak and a, over a slow f- uh, a fire in his backyard by drying it with the smoke, mm-hmm. uh, but not the heat. He was uh, far enough away from the fire. He's, he was trying to like, recreate this primitive um, d- food processing thing. You know, right. he built some a, a triangle of, out of sticks, put a cloth over it, put the smoke in there. It was interesting. That's cool. So he was making beef jerky, but uh, I would have just eaten the steak probably as is. Right. Yeah, it looked good. I don't know, though. There's something to be said. I, I want to learn, like, all of those old 
sustainability trades. Like, I don't know how to can anything, and that's something that keeps me awake at night. Like, I need to know how okay. to do this. Can I tell you that I also was intimidated by that, and I thought it would be easier just to eat all the figs off the tree rather than learn how to can them? Yeah. Because, first of all, why do they call it canning? It's in a jar. Right. So you'll notice over there, I don't know if you can see over there, Mm -hmm. we bought two new uh, cases of uh, mason jars. Yeah. Because we gave away enough mason jars last year with fig preserves in them. And I I would give you some, except it's half sugar, so now I feel guilty. (laughs) So I won't. But um, it was not as hard as I thought. Because basically, uh, first reason it's not as hard as I thought is because my wife did the bulk of the work. Second reason it was not as hard is you basically, you, you take the food, you are, you, whatever it is you're preserving, and you cook it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and meanwhile, you've sterilized these jars, you you know, big pot of boiling water. You've, right. You've got, so you've got this big pot of water, and you've, you put the jars in, and you sterilize them, and then they come out, and you put the cooked stuff mm-hmm into the jar, and you put the lid on, and then it goes back into the boiling water, okay? So in the course of that, the, uh, the air inside the jar heats up and goes out through that loose part of the lid. Mm-hmm. So there's like two-piece lids. There's yeah. a little flat piece, and a, and a, so you don't screw it on super tight. You put it on just enough, and the, the air and whatever else happens just kind of heats up and escapes mm-hmm. and bubbles out. Um, and then the water pressure holds the lid on, and then when you take it out, after it's been in there boiling for whatever long enough, you take it out, the metal of the lid contracts because as it cools and it makes a noise, it goes like you know when you open one of those things yeah, and it vacuum pops, seal, yeah. it makes the opposite noise, it makes the same noise actually yeah. when it's doing the opposite procedure. That's cool. When it's shrinking down and popping in, that's how you know. In fact, um, so I would be sitting here, my wife would go to bed last summer, and I'd be sitting here doing, working on the podcast, or I was trying to write a book, I mean, it, what all these things I was doing. Um, and uh, I would just sit up doing the crossword puzzle, anything, listening for all the, all the cans to pop, and, and my job was to check on them, and of all the ones we did, there's one that the, was a, we bought it on Amazon, it was a bad um, lid, mm-hmm. so it never popped, so it was a fail. Mm. So guess what we had to do with that one? Eat it. The next day, yeah, yeah. it was fine. That's cool. Let's put it right in the fridge. So that's- my, my medieval barber that I date, <laughs> he, um, he actually like pickles onions and makes his own like pickled jalapenos and things like that. Is it the same process where you, you do it in oh, boiling I, water I to seal, to vacuum just, seal? I consume the goods. I think I that's it. it. I think they just, if you, whatever it is you put in the jar, you then have to boil it. And I wonder, now, of course, I'm thinking about this, because I once watched um, a video from the great Hulhauser, who you wouldn't know, mm-hmm. because unless you lived in California. Mm-mm. You did, ever? I did, for a, a little while, yeah. But not probably not long enough to become a fan of the Hulhauser program right. on the public <laughs> broadcasting out there. Yeah. He was the student body president at UT Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Gets into broadcasting, goes to New York, goes to Nashville, go, Nashville, New York, L.A., Ends up with his own show on the PBS station out there, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the fish out of water. He's the, the, the Tennessean who is in love with California and loves everything about it. And it's just wide-eyed in wonderment, right? Yeah. Wow. He went to an avocado farm. <laughs> and he's like, well, would you look at that? It's an avocado-eating dog. <laughs> and there's memes of, in California. Yeah. Avocado-eating dog. Because that's not how they talk out there. Right. Well... I've not been able to find the episode online, but one that made an impression, I think it was one of the first ones I saw that kind of locked me in as a fan of 
Hauser, is he and his cameraman Louis would go to these places. They would go to the milk bottling factory. They'd go to the some museum. They went to a tuna canning plant. Mm-hmm. And Hule was amazed that they put raw tuna into the cans and then uh, processed the, the can. And he's like, well, would you look at that, Louis? The tuna cooks right in the can. <laughs> They cook the tuna in the can. Get a shot of that, Louie. They cook the tuna in the can. That's so great. And that's how I remember. That's how I know. Um, that's everything I know about tuna canning right there in one sentence. I had no idea. I didn't know that either. Right. That's astounding. It's something. Now, I suppose, Abby, that if I really wanted to learn more about a topic, I could search Audible and listen to an audiobook about it because they've got tens of thousands of titles. Every conceivable topic, every week, new audiobooks are coming out. Mm-hmm. They now have podcasts, including ours. They have custom audio entertainment that they're creating just for Audible, whether it's comedy shows, maybe some improv. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, maybe um, drama. All, I mean, there's just a, a wide variety. I think the last time they added it up, it would take 300 plus years to listen to everything that's on Audible. Mm-hmm. So they assume that you're not going to make it that long. So, But you do get to pick and choose yeah. and listen to anything you want, which is probably why you want the premier membership to Audible. And when you sign up at audibletrial.com slash show, you can try out that premier membership for free for one month. And every premier member, every month, you get one credit for an MP3 download. So as an Audible member, you would listen to streaming, whatever is on there. But if you want to keep it for yourself... Forever, you would download it as an MP3 using your monthly credits. So just get the monthly credit. Um, find, in my opinion, the longest audiobook that you can get for one credit. Some are so that's what I do. Some are so long they take two credits. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you want to get your money's worth. Exactly. I want to make sure it's read by the author and it's as long as humanly possible. Those are my usually my, <laughs> my two <laughs> stipulations. So and again, yeah, you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. See, it's funny because sometimes when I'm looking for videos to watch, uh, I'll choose the opposite. I'm like, oh, that one's too long. I gotta watch a shorter one. I know. But when it comes to audiobooks, like, I really want to delve in, especially like, I love that Audible has unabridged versions yes. of things. So, you know, I'm not getting the Cliff's Notes version. I can enjoy the whole book. And actually, I only signed up for Audible because I like badges. You know, you get badges for doing certain things, like <laughs> listening for so many days in a row. I just, oh. I just do it for the prizes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, good. So as an Audible member, you can certainly attest to that because I think it's gotten better. I mean, if you think about the early days of audiobooks, you know, when they were on tape or on CD, mm-hmm. they probably were limited by, you know, uh, the number, you know, you only can fit so much stuff. Yeah. But with Audible online, it's infinite. Yeah, the book absolutely. can literally be, like you said, as long as it takes to read. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's six hours, eight hours, whatever it, just, whatever it is. I love it. I love having my library on there. And I, I, are you a, like, I finish one book and then I move on to the next kind of person? Or are you like me and you're like in the midst of seven books at once? Oh, no, I tend to savor it a little bit, you know, really? and put me put a little bit of a pause in between. But I understand what you're saying because mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly w- would always have stacks of physical books that I was never quite finished with any of them. Yeah. So it makes sense. But you can just pop back and forth. Exactly. And Audible will save your place. Across devices, too. Exactly. So if you've got the the Amazon devices in the house or whether you use the app on your phone or whether whatever it is you're using when you're driving around listening to it through your, you know, the car play on your car, um, yeah, it remembers exactly where you are, syncs yeah. it up. Did you know you can make clips, too, and send them to your friends? Or? Send me a clip. I will. I would like that. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can, like, record a little schniblet of... A schniblet? Yeah, <laughs> the book and send it to 
Ladies and gentlemen, finally, the word schniblet has been used on our program. <laughs> it's taken us 71 episodes, and as you know, we've been waiting, so say the secret word, schniblet, and uh, you get to be a guest host. So congratulations, <laughs> Abby McCullough. You uh, said the secret word. Wow. Well, yeah. That's fantastic. I wish we had an extra $100 to split between us, <laughs> which is a reference you are probably too young to get. Audibletrial.com slash show. Look up a book on Groucho Marx, and you'll understand what I just said. He had a show called You Bet Your Life. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a secret word that the audience knew, but the contestants didn't know. So they would come out. It was supposedly a quiz show. Yeah. But they would come out and interview with Groucho, and then he would ask them some questions. And if during the course of their interview they happened to accidentally say the secret word, the duck would come down from the ceiling, Mm -hmm. and they would win $100. That's cool. To split between them, which is $50. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So... So I love comedy. I love Groucho was an influence on me because, I mean... I, you know, he, I would go back. I mean, I was obviously not around in the 1920s and 30s, despite what many of you may think, uh, <laughs> to watch. But when I was a kid, cable TV was in its infancy, so they would run a lot of old shows. Even the broadcast channels would just run old stuff. So you'd end up watching the same Batman, Gilligan's Island, Munsters, Adam's Family. And then on the weekends or at night, they'd show the same Abbott and Costello movies, Marx Brothers movies. Um, you know, so on and so mm-hmm. on, whether it's Bowery Boys, uh, all these different ones. And so I became a huge Groucho fan, you know, and I, w- I would love to watch these old reruns at 11 o'clock at night. I was supposed to be in bed, and I'd be watching You Bet Your Life on, uh, um, on regular TV. So all of these things that are in my brain. And, well, you know, the reason I ever, we and I ever met was because of comedy. Mm-hmm. That's right. I started going to the improv shows, and that would have been... Early 2000s? Yeah. 2002? That's when I started in the troupe was 2002. Yeah. Okay. And um, it was back at Patrick Sullivan. So mm-hmm. literally 20... You're not old enough for me to have known you 20 years. That's true. Well, you're a sorceress of some kind. It's also true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, so you would come to the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was before you got into broadcasting, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Then what after that? I know you've, you've done, it seems like everything you've done has involved, like when you, you had a job at a real estate company for a while, but you were the face of the real estate company doing videos. Yeah, I always end up on TV, which is so funny to me. Even even this, you know, Frank's like, oh, you'd be on my podcast. P.S. It's on camera. I'm like, of course it is. It's always on camera. <laughs> Actually, I don't like being on camera. It makes me really self-conscious. I, I'm well, just, it's funny because uh, there was a, let's tell the story of, Whatever that, what was the name of that show we did? So, was the, it Smomo TV? Was it Smomo TV? Because yeah. it changed names so many times. Yeah, it did. It changed names so many times. It's there was Smoky a, Mountain Television. A project yeah. that uh, I show up when it was called, I think it first was called Smoky Mountain Morning or something mm-hmm. like that. And our friend Jim Johnson is involved. Mm-hmm. He's running the camera on it. And they've got a couple of other people who were new to the concept. Yeah. And I just, I, didn't, I showed up not even intending to uh, be on camera that day. I just was there to see the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why don't you go do something? I go, oh, okay. But I said, we don't have a script or anything. They're like, I said, and Jim's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So they send me over. We're at this green, this visitor center in Townsend, Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain Visitor Center. And I'm just walking, I'm standing up there in front of an old cabin. And I, I think, well, I better think of something. So I'd make up, um, 
Well, you know the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is one of the only, is the only national park in, where admission is free. It was at the time. You don't yeah. have to pay to park. But blah, 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 blah. I just say that. Whatever's on my, in my head. Whatever trivia I have in my head right. about the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, I spit it out. And everyone kind of looks at me like, oh. Like the, the, new, the people who are new to this yeah. whole concept, they're like, oh. And they're looking at a little like, you know. And Jim says, can you do that again? I'm like, I'm thinking, what's wrong with it? Yeah. What's wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I thought it was fine. Can you do that again while you're also walking? Yeah. Can you talk and walk at the same time? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Who, why not? Who can't? Right. And Jim gets this look like, he's looking at the other people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So I do it. And next thing you know, I'm involved in this project. And then it changes names and it changes concepts. And I, they had me... Um, Go to Market Square one day. We're trying to find a co-host, and I had these lovely women who were involved in local art scene, and they're just you know we're, we're trying it mm-hmm. and doing it, and it just none of them were into it. It wasn't fun for them, and um, the guy in charge Taz, says, "You got to think of somebody else." I said, "Well, I've got somebody in mind, but she's too good for us. <laughs> we'll never get her. That's she's so funny. she's on like shopping networks. <laughs> <laughs> she's a professional." And he says, who is it? And I said, well, yeah, it's Abby. I mean, she's lovely. Everything about her is fantastic. I said, he said, well, ask her. So I asked her. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, yeah. you're, we're standing in some closet inside yeah. um, uh, an extra spare room they had at the brochure distribution services, like way back behind Gatlinburg. It's yeah. like if Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge had a backstage. This would be right. <laughs> We're in the green room. <laughs> We're back there. And the, I, I found one of the old videos, and it, the lighting is poor. Oh, yeah. Everything about And the funny, I was so excited, right? Because for me, you know, I, I want to be on TV. I want to yeah. be on camera. And I'm like, I'm going to get makeup. And I didn't know anything about it. So you, mm-hmm. are, every time I put on makeup, every time I put on bronzer, and I've been on TV quite a lot since that day, yeah. because obviously I got the Scholars Bowl show at PBS, the Up Close show at PBS, um, I go on Channel 6, I go, you know, da-da-da, I put on some bronzer to go on, yeah. right? Every time I think of you, because you're the one who told me how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The secret, you remember, I think, do you go... I think we went shopping together. We might have, yeah. And you said, Here. I remember picking out outfits with you. Oh, jeez. Frank would bring several shirts. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I did today, actually. This is one of my, uh, uh, Eddie, Cecil Edward Manus, the late Cecil Edward Manus, Eddie Manus' dad, um, passed away, and they sold off a bunch of his shirts. So this is one of his uh, estate sale shirts. And I had sure. some around the corner for you to choose from, but I, when I saw that you were in red, I went with blue, so that... Yeah. It's pink. That's okay. Well, I mean, this I had... is why I pick out his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was no, that was good. Uh... No, we went to Walmart, I think, and uh, you picked out. So you said, get some cheap bronzer, mm-hmm. but an expensive brush. Yeah, that was your advice to me. Yeah, still holds. Mm-hmm. See, look at that. Isn't that? It's nice to have friends. Yeah. <laughs> the application is more important than. Does it look life. okay? Yeah, it looks great. You look sun-kissed. Well, I, I, it helps that I do actually have an, a real tan underneath. Oh, yeah, Because I've been, nice. guess what I've been doing? Picking I, figs. So many figs. I know, look at this. I've got to get more figs. These things weigh a ton. By the way, they're delightful. I really enjoy well, them. Well, we can make a, a to-go a goodie bag for you. Okay, um, And put some, yeah, make a container full. I'll or, take some to the medieval barber tomorrow. Oh, he might be excited about that. He'd be very excited. You know, he is one of the few people, besides my own mother, whose pantries I open 
and there isn't any food. There's just ingredients, which I've always found really perplexing because, like, I'm a snacky person. So yeah. I open up the pantry and I'm like, "There's just things to make things. <laughs> Where are the ready-made things? I don't understand." So, well, during the month of uh, August in Tennessee, there's a sales tax holiday mm-hmm. on what you just described: ingredients. Things to make things. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> things that are already made are right. not included. You still have to pay sales tax on that. That's cool. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it just started on August 1st and the whole month of August. So no candy, al- alcohol, you know, yeah, uh, tobacco or prepared foods. It's right. just, you know, the staples, I guess we used to call it, right? Yeah. Like, you mean actual food? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was reading this article last night, and it was talking about the differences in ingredients between the United States and the UK. Like, do you know how much more strict they are? So, like, you look at any food side I know by that my friend comparison. Bean is always complaining that he can't get the junk food that he likes over there. Well, this is the thing about their junk food. It will be, like, ten or fewer ingredients. So you look at, like, American Doritos versus U.K. Doritos, and they've eliminated, like, all of the nasty processed chemicals that we still allow. Is it that they're not in the Dorito, or they're just not allowed to put them on the label? No, they're not in the Dorito. Oh, my. They're not allowed to put them in the Dorito. Huh. Yeah. Their, That's their standards for health are... We need that. I know. That's what I was thinking. I, I've really tried to go back to, like, a you know, more natural, less processed thing because yeah. I feel like for your health in general, it's just important, especially like once you once you hit that, you know, 40, it's not, you know, you can't just do all Your birthday's the day after mine. I'm not going to say anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know when your birthday is. Yeah, so I just, I just turned 40 this year. And Congratulations. I'm, you know, now it's it could be an upward battle or oh, yeah, it yeah. could be... You know, a lovely stroll, and I prefer <laughs> a lovely stroll, so I'm try to get the food thing. Well, that's a good way to, to wrap this episode. I mean, I'd love to chat more with you, and I hope you'll come back for another show. I would love that. Because yeah, you're just delightful in every way. And plus, I'll give you more figs if you come back. Yeah. Um, I'll remind you to go to our merchandise store to get things like... Already, oh, oh, it's easier when it's folded. Forget it. Anyway, you get the towel, and you can Can I get... tell you what I really like about this towel? Yeah. That the print goes all the way through the fibers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you see this? This is how I check a towel quality. Oh, really? Did you know that? Like, if if it's a cheaply printed towel, you know, the towel fibers, they'll just, like, print an image on top of it. And then when you fan out the image, that color will dissipate. Oh, I didn't know. So I think technically it's a two-ply towel, if you will. Yeah. Because it says that this front where they print is polyester, but the back is cotton. But my point is, is do you see this? How all of the fibers are that color? I'm trying to show you. That's what I'm telling you. It's a nice towel. It's a really great towel. So you can get this uh, or a shirt. The shirts are good. The sweatshirts are good. The hoodies. My wife loves her. What kind of hats do you have? A bucket hat. Oh, okay. I know. No, they're really back in style. I know, I know. Yeah. It's they're odd to me. Um, I, I think I have a picture of the bucket. I always hat. loved a good trucker hat. Well, I, I, they might. I, they said something about having new hats, so I'll have to take a look. I feel like this logo on a trucker hat would be really sharp. I would wear it. Oh, all right. Well, I'll try to find a, the bucket hat picture to show you. It's actually on that computer over there. Cool. But um, see if you want one. It's got kind of. It's hard to describe. I can put a picture of it up here, but it's like. I put the actual logo on the front, but then pieces of the logo are on all other parts of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So that's at frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. And uh, mainly, you know, you can listen to us on any of the audio podcast apps. I don't know why you would listen without looking at Abby, but she doesn't want to be on camera, so 
<laughs> it's the hair. I, I would think it's got that Charlie's Angels look to it. Thank you. That's what I was going for. I mean, that is a high compliment. I appreciate it. Um, you're too young to know what that is, are you? No. I think it's so funny how you make assumptions about me. Look, I was the kid that when everybody was going to prom, I was going to the Ultimate Oldies concert. I lived in Atlanta at the time, and I got to see Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Tommy James, and the Shondells. I mean, this so is what I live for. That's like me with the TV shows from before exactly. I was born. I, yeah. would, I would just absorb them and soak them mm-hmm. up. All yeah. right. So, I mean, you, you can talk 50s and 60s to me. All right, because Charlie's Angels was 70s. It was, but... Everything subsequently, I know. Fantastic. Also. Well done, then. Um, so, so listen to the on any of the audio podcast apps, and especially uh, subscribe on YouTube. And uh, if, uh, if you think Abby's great, subscribe twice. Um, <laughs> send a signal, send a message somehow by bringing our subscriptions even higher. As uh, she said, the snowball that rolls downhill. That's right. All right. Just collecting more subscribers as you go. <laughs> um, my friend, um, Abby, appreciate you being here. It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Friends. I'm I'm sorry, I'm Abby. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk to you again next time.